1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Rangers make it two wins since their old firm defeat with a victory at Motherwell yesterday Celtic's title win will have to wait after they drop points at home to Livingston And there's a witch hunt against Alex McLeish according to one Scotland defender I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me tonight is Alex Ray and Hugh Evans. The only consolation for Motherwell is that the split kicks in now And they've seen the back of Rangers for the remainder of this season The rest of us can sit back and anticipate some fantastic matches at the top end of the table But before then I have to say I'm looking forward to Epic Scottish Cup action This weekend Celtic's triple triple hopes Go on the line Against an Aberdeen team Who've been bit part players At Hamden In recent years Has their time come now To go from being Understudies To a starring role Just asking Alex Just asking yeah, it was another good weekend, Gordon. You look at uh, Rangers impressive again yesterday. Celtic stuttering at home, uh, which is unusual for them. We usually get the job done. Hibs have the natural order in Edinburgh. And then you had Hamilton and St Mirren, a really big game, and couldn't get a winner between the two of them. So, you know, Command look continuing to impress under Steve Clark. So, plenty to talk about tonight. 0141 951 1025. That's the number you need to get in touch. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. So many talking points from another big weekend of Scottish football. So, let's have them. And, Hugh, it's all about looking back on this weekend, but also appreciating what's still to come because the league takes a little bit of a rest next weekend. Celtics. Treble hopes will be in the balance When yep. they go uh, to the National Stadium And then we resume for those post-split fixtures When things are won and lost Well, you know, you, you just look at the first weekend Where you have, on the Saturday Hearts at home to Rangers uh, At Tynecastle And then on the Sunday Still in Edinburgh It's Hibs against Celtic I mean, what better double header could you have Edinburgh versus Glasgow The sequence of games could have an almighty effect on the outcome of the championship And when we left on Saturday There was a little bit of frustration in the air Shall we say yep. from, from Celtic Park Not only because they dropped points And the potential title winning weekend will have to wait um, But also with regards to where they're at In their search for their next manager as well Yeah absolutely And I think we had several callers directly after the game Gordon saying that they weren't quite impressed About the manner in which Celtic were playing They, they tend to get the job done Haven't seen some of the Chances that they passed up Particularly in the first half Then the miss that Ollie Burke had Within the last dying seconds Was astonishing So you know you know, Plenty of things For Celtic to ponder Let's start with yesterday's game though 0141 951 1025 It was Motherwell against Rangers At Fir Park What did you make of it? You must have some thoughts on the game Let us have them 0141 951 1025 Stephen Gerrard's hailing a professional performance In the 3-0 win Scott Arfield played a more advanced role Scoring a hat-trick Gerard says he was always impressed with the Canadian international when he played against them in the Premier League. I think we were certainly very clinical in front of goal. Scott's finishes were all excellent in, in different ways. But as a manager, I'm more pleased with the all-round performance. I thought it was a good, professional, solid away performance. And what we'd worked on came out in the game and I'm yeah, very pleased with that. Scott really seemed to flourish in that sort of more advanced role. Yeah, I think got to give Sean Dyche probably the credit for that. I played against Scott many times when he played that narrow 
left-sided role uh, for Burnley. Uh, he's very effective at it, but he can do it from both sides. You know, you've seen him do it against Hearts from the right, and today you've seen him do it from the left. But he's very, very clever uh, individual out on the pitch. He understands tactics and he understands where to be in and out of possession. So he played the role very well from start to finish, and he got his reward by being clinical in front of goal. What did you make of it yesterday? Well, well done to Scott Arfield, uh, his first uh, professional hat trick, uh, but. Without taking anything away from him And some of his finishing was very clever It was a sustained period of self-harm From the Motherwell defence I mean they, they, they were rancid uh, I mean, Go back to the, the game at uh, Ibrox in December Where the Rangers took seven off Motherwell uh, You know Stephen Robinson does a tremendous job there And they've had a good season They've just missed out on the top six Fair enough But the performance uh, against Rangers at Ibrooks and that one yesterday. Oh, dear me. He was right, Alex. I don't yes. think anyone would argue, but at the same time, you have to be able to punish teams when they uh, make yes. mistakes. You have to be clinical, and, and that's exactly what Rangers, and in particular, Scott Arfield, were yesterday. Yeah, absolutely, Gordon. It was uh, interesting watching how they shaped up. They tried to get support to Defoe through Arfield and Candias. Uh, they'd obviously Jack sitting in the middle of the park, and um, I have to agree with you. Some of the play... The madness of trying to play out for the back Particularly yeah. you have the players It was just allowing Rangers to put pressure on uh, But you're absolutely right I thought some of the finishing uh, The timing of the run for his first one The second one, the little dink And then the unselfish play by Defoe Just to put it on a plate for him They just calmly slotted it in So an impressive afternoon by Scott Arfield I think when you're a midfielder If you break into double figures I think that starts to kind of You know, you have mm. to applaud that Come on then, let's hear from you Your thoughts on yesterday's games And any of the weekend's big talking points Let's have them now 01419511025 Rangers fans, what did you make of the win yesterday? What about Scott Arfield hat-trick for him? Is that something you want to see more of going forward? Give us all your thoughts on the phones or on Twitter I know Rangers had their uh, awards ceremony last night The internal awards But, you know, if I were a Rangers supporter I'd be feeling frustrated after watching the, the Motherwell Rangers game Because... There is what can happen You know, take Morelos out of the side uh, Scott Arfield comes up with a hat-trick uh, They play very well Wipe the floor with Motherwell But shouldn't there be a sense of frustration That in a season in which Celtic have dropped 22 points so far The equivalent of 7 defeats and 1 draw They are still 11 points ahead of Rangers Who have spent a lot of money on that team I think the Rangers fans are entitled to feel a sense of frustration that they are still so far behind Celtic in terms of points and that the championship, which will amount to eight in a row for Celtic. He's absolutely right, Hugh. You, when you, what you say there, I think there is a growing frustration about the... We spoke at the weekend in terms of their consistency. We, uh, we said at the weekend, I think it was four games in the league which they haven't surpassed. If you're going to be champions, you have to go on a sustained run. And unfortunately they haven't done that. And I think that's a frustration with Steven Gerrard as well because you watch it, we watched three games uh, about a month ago where he scored 14 goals in three games and then can't continue with that. And, and I think that's a frustrating thing for everyone. But if you want to be champions, you have to find a way of winning, mm. even when it's ugly. Steven Gerrard says they need to build on the wins against Hearts and Motherwell before the end of the season. The post-split fixtures are coming up. The manager believes they need to find a level of consistency before mm. the summer. We'll work hard up till the weekend and, and they'll get a weekend off. And then we'll have a full week into Hearts, which is a big fixture. You know, We want to go to, to Tynecastle now and keep this going. Two wins out of two. Uh, three good performances out of three. 
So we want to try and build on that and go to heart and try and get another win. We carry on focusing on this season. Um, we've got plenty of time in pre-season to focus on next season. Um, we've got five important games now in the split and we want to finish as strong as we can. And um, want to try and take as many points as we can and try and find this level of consistency that we've been looking for all season. It'll be a good test for us now, the next five games. Uh, we're looking forward to them. Uh, and come hearts, we'll be ready. What is the... what? Is the important factor from the next five games, Alex? Is it about cutting Celtic's lead? Yeah. Does that does that matter to Rangers? Is it about preparing for next season? Is it about finishing the season in a way where the fans buy into what's happened and go into next season yeah. with a genuine belief that they can do something more? I think it's a combination of all, Gordon. They have to uh, find, as as we said, this consistency over the so that people go into the summer going, do you know what? They've actually shown a little bit there. They buy into what's happening. I think one of the key things as well at the weekend in terms of Worrell, I think you'll probably see Katic being the main guy at centre-half from now on in because uh, Worrell will go back. Katic, you need to see if, what he can actually do between now and the end of the season. And also Kamara may well be more of a mainstay between now and then uh, supporting uh, Ryan Jack. Um, but for me, they still need a number 10. Stephen Davis is still the decision whether they continue with him next season because of the money he's on. Has he shown enough to date? He's just started to show glimpses in the last game or so. But over the next five, he will have to kick on. First priority, they have to go to Tynecastle and beat Hearts. Because if they drop three points at Tynecastle and Celtic go to Edinburgh the following day and beat Hibs, they are the champions. And the supporters will say, you've handed the title to Celtic on top of everything else. You know, I know the damage was done mm-hmm. over many, many months. However, it's all about trying to end the season on as high a note as possible. Yeah. And Rangers don't want to lose at Tynecastle and have Celtic go eight in a row at Easter Road 24 hours later. All right, come on then. Let's hear from you. 01419511025. Jeffrey is a Rangers fan from Giffnock. What did you make of the football yesterday, Jeffrey? Yeah, uh, I thought it was a great game yesterday. And yeah, it's. It's not often I agree with Mr. Keevans. Uh, this is a first for me. <laughs> but um, I think what the problem was at the beginning of the season, we dropped points at Livingston. But yesterday was a totally different team. Um, without Morales, I thought we played well. Um, I'm still a fan of Morales. Um, I don't think we should get rid of him. We should give, we should give him at least one more season um, but uh, as, as as it's been said we need to go to Tencastle and if we win at Tencastle I don't think we're going to win the league but we're going to cut the points down um, Yeah I mean Alex that's a fair point that Geoffrey makes I really don't want to go over old ground with regards to Alfredo Morelos and why he's out the team yep. but the fact is he is and yes. people were asking how do Rangers survive without him? He's their main man He scored 29 goals this season Can they be as clinical without him? And in the two games so far You have to say they have And I don't think on paper Anyone had them down as been easy fixtures Home to Hearts yeah. away to Motherwell No, that's, that's a good point Gordon And I mean you consider that Six goals in the last couple of games When you've taken out the main goal scorer It gives everyone a perspective of Where Rangers are They can cope without him Defoe's come in and done relatively well You know, he had a major impact in the game yesterday I think he scored the other day as well So, when you take that into consideration There's there You've, Then that, you have to start tinkering With different uh, possibilities Hence the reason why you see Arfield and Candace Being more advanced So you're tactically mixing it up To suit how your personnel is And they've responded brilliantly Now the interesting thing will be, Gordon 
On a fortnight If they can manage To get a result against Hearts as you just said They then have Aberdeen They then have Hibs And then Celtic at home So If they win the next two games And Defoe continues to contribute In the manner Will, Def- uh, will Morelos come back Into the picture Not for me Because the thing is The team's on a winning roll What do you make of that Geoffrey? Um I agree with what Alex said um, But what I found Rather strange yesterday um, The folk could have scored a hat-trick yesterday I mean I mean, the, the, the goals that he set up for him Were unbelievable When he could have had the chance to Score a hat-trick The, the, way, the, the way the Motherwell defence played I could have scored a hat-trick Oh come on, you've taken that too far We don't need that That's that's over the top yeah, Dramatic as, stuff As long as Defoe played me in I'd have been there Jeffrey, what do you make of You know, Hugh was talking about Is there an air of frustration Amongst the Rangers fans That you, you are putting in these performances You're seeing Celtic drop points as well and But ultimately the gap is still quite a big one Yeah, um, I am frustrated But as I said to you It all started at the beginning of the season If we hadn't, if we hadn't dropped these stupid points um, And getting all these draws I think we could have still been in the mix. But I am one supporter that is very happy with what's going on so far this season. Long may it continue into next season, and you never know what can happen. Well, the obligation for Rangers is to go again in terms of the transfer market. Stephen Gerrard is on record as saying that uh, he needs to add more quality. Mm. Who knows whether Ryan Kent will still be at Rangers or what plans Liverpool have for him. He's their player. Uh, and next season, assuming Celtic wrap up eight in a row, they're going for nine in a row for the second time in the club's history. Mm. Never mind ten. The Rangers fans don't want to see Celtic do nine for a second time. It's all about bragging rights in this part of the world. So they are obliged to reinvest in that side. Yeah, he's absolutely right, Colin, which he says about too many draws. They have to find a way of breaking down defences that are packed. Uh, they, they've really struggled to do that. Um, and if they can manage to get a number 10, I think that's one of the key issues. For me, Scott Arfield's not the long-term number. You know, I know he played more advanced role yesterday. Going through a full season next year, uh, I think he's probably better from behind the ball, making the late runs rather than being advanced. So you need that wee bit of craft, try and pick people off. And they need other options in the winding areas. I know that Jones is coming from Kamarnock. There's p- possibility the boy Hasty, you know, has been mooted, but whether they get over the line. But they still need to add better quality at the top end of the pitch. Uh, I'll let you make the final point tonight, Geoffrey. Right, my final point is the carry-on at the Tincastle and Motherwell. Um, this needs to stop because people are going to get hurt. Players are going to get hurt. Um and I just hope and pray that uh, nothing happens. But I mean, I watched, I saw the highlights of the Hearts game on Saturday. That was just ridiculous. Yet again, we're going back through, back into the the, the bad side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what can be done to stop it? Because somebody's going to, people are going to get hurt. Supporters are going to get hurt. Players are going to get hurt. Mm. On this program, Jeffrey, we like to think that we have an answer for everything. <laughs> But tonight, I am telling you, I am not qualified to explain why someone throws a coconut onto a football yeah, pitch. That's an interesting one because we have, and a lot of people have had a bit of a laugh about it because it's like, oh, who brings a coconut to the football? And there is a sort of humorous element, but needless to say, there won't be if it hits somebody. No, of course you know, not. You know, I, I, it's, it's as serious as throwing anything else on. But, but Jeffrey's right in the sense that, uh, you know, coconut, go figure. But the bottle thrown 
At Scott Sinclair At Easter Road Disgraceful It was a lighter yesterday A lighter you yesterday so on, you, can, uh, you can rhyme them all off Can't you A man has gone to prison today For 100 days For going on uh, To the park To confront James Tavernier uh, But as I say I like to think I've got an answer For everything But I am not A sociologist Or a psychologist Someone will have to Explain to me Why this has become the scale of the problem that it's become. We are back to this old debate about whether it's football's problem or society's problem, and I don't think we can keep going round in circles on it, but we also must keep calling out this, the, uh, the unacceptable incidents. Um, let's take that, Hugh. The one, the, the Hibs fan who comes on and confronts James Tavernier at Easter Road has been jailed for a hundred days yes. and banned from going to football matches in Scotland for 10 years. So, this idea that there isn't a deterrent. No, there, there clearly is Absolutely And, and, and yeah. you know The idea of strict liability That we keep hearing about Docking uh, clubs points That would be like The ultimate The okay. ultimate punishment If you like if, you, if, I, if I said to you Right Hugh You've got the choice You can pick 100 days in prison Or you will take three points Off your team I know which one you would pick So this idea That there isn't a deterrent there I just don't follow That's clearly a deterrent Yeah absolutely And the courts Have to help football I, I know that There'll be disagreement Over the The length Of the sentence Given to the guy who came on at Easter Road When it is virtually the same As the fan down south Who who attacked Jack Grealish In the Birmingham Aston Villa game However We've got to start Addressing this topic In a serious way As Jeffrey said One day Something Deeply regrettable Is going to happen And Also Politicians are pawing At the ground here They're waiting to introduce Legislation that fans will find abhorrent That clubs will hold their hands up in horror over So Supporters It's up to you If if we can actually start identifying these people Who are throwing these objects you, I was speaking to a, a chap today An ex-Celtic player at a reserve game today And uh, we were talking about the CCTV that Celtic have He says it's absolutely top drawer You can actually read a letter off somebody In the stand it's that good And if we can start identifying, and I'm not just talking about Celtic, I'm talking about across the board. If we can start dragging some of these out and make them accountable and have a punishment that fits a crime, and then people stand back and go, do you know what? This is too much. Here's what Stephen Gerrard had to say. I think it's the the sad sad thing to see, isn't it? But there's a there's a lot of it going on in this league, and there's a lot of other sad stuff that's going on around in world football. So. It seems like we're trying to send messages out as managers every time we speak to the media, which is a shame. It's dangerous for the players if objects are thrown on the pitch, whether it be a lighter or whatever it may be, so it needs to stop. There were more than one big game at the weekend, though. Let's look at Celtic's draw with Livingston. Lots of frustration on the phone lines on Saturday. How are you feeling now, Celtic fans, that you've had a couple of days uh, to think about it? Does this impact on Neil Lennon's hopes for getting the job Or is there a bit more to it than that 01419511025 We'll hear from Neil Lennon next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Compensation They know the score Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here You can get in touch on the phones Or on Twitter at Clyde SSB Jimmy P is on He says good evening gents This season has shown Celtic are there for the catching Unlike previous seasons Give Stephen Gerrard time And we shall overcome In Stevie Gerrard we trust But John says you don't get handed honours You win them because you're the best And Rangers have dropped 33 points Hugh How many losses does that equate to? 11 Well done There we go Glad we could be of service But the the only point I'm making Is that Frustration should be experienced By the Rangers fans I'm not talking about Celtic supporters 
The Rangers fans should feel frustrated that Celtic have dropped so many points and yet remain so far in front of Rangers. Remember, it could actually have been a title-winning weekend for Celtic. They had to beat Livingston, which they didn't, and Rangers had to lose to Motherwell, which they didn't either. But there we go. It was the That was the picture at three o'clock on Saturday. Neil Lennon says he found the 0-0 draw with Livingston frustrating because they did squander good opportunities. The Celtic boss um, has rotated the team and says it's been hard to find the consistency of selection. It's frustration, really. I think that's the, the word I'm looking for because we had great chances you know, quality chances as well. Even at the end in the 83rd minute, we've got a great chance to win it. So the performance was decent. First half, very good. Second half, a little bit huffy and puffy, but, you know, we've got a bit of width in the team and, again, we created some really good chances to win it. So I just think we overplay. I just think at times we can get the ball forward a little bit quicker. But, again, it's um, it's not the result we wanted, but we'll have to accept it and take it and move on. Well, looking for the likes of Roger, Christie, Bankovic, all to get game time. You know, we've rotated the squad a lot this you know, with four changes the other night, with more changes today and a change of formation as well. You know, just to freshen things up. The likes of Incham had been out for quite a while. You know, he's had a, a long break, he's played two games. You know, Joe's will come back as well. So it's been difficult to get continuity in team selection, but with the three games in six days it's been a big ask for the players. So we had to make a few changes for the benefit of the long term. It could be a season defining week for Celtic and for Neil Lennon. So let us know what's on your mind though. 1041 Mark and Hamilton What's your point tonight? Yeah I just think that Obviously that uh, Neil Lennon You know He's the man to, to get 10 in a row Over the line um, he, He's got the experience he's, he's rotating the team He's got a good point Because I think that The league's now over He's done all the hard work And he, he's obviously Looking from his point Of perspective Just trying to get The, the right balance Of the team together so I think he's on the right track. You know, I don't think there's anybody else out there just now, apart from the uh, the guy that was linked from Salzburg, that could maybe come in and, and, and do, a, do a better job, you know. So just wondering what you guys think. I, I'm positive about Neil Lennon. I think he's the man that gets over the line. So I've got a great deal of sympathy for him because all of a sudden, the Celtic supporters, every man, woman and child, were left disillusioned when Brendan Rodgers suddenly dropped the club like a hot potato and went off to Leicester. Now, he left Celtic in the lurch and they are glued to the history book, Celtic. The supporters want treble treble. Then they want nine in a row for the second time. Then they want ten in a row for the first time in Scottish football history. It is a very heavy duty responsibility for whoever is the manager. Neil Lennon has picked up the gauntlet. He's got Celtic almost over the line in terms of championship. But on Sunday, the treble treble is on the line. And Neil Lennon, I think, has to go as best he can with the tried and tested because this Aberdeen team have been bit part players against Celtic. Mm. But this time, I think, they come with a sense of purpose and a feeling that this might be their day. Yeah, it's an interesting point that Mark makes Because I think when Neil Lennon came back into post Everyone thought he's the man to take us forward Everyone was delighted the, That level of performances over that period hasn't been spectacular However, the results have been quite impressive So they're caught in the devil in the deep blue sea Whether they think that's it's about just winning games Or you have an obligation to then put on a show And I think they've been spoiled over recent years as well In terms of what Brendan Rodgers did But there's been times when Brendan was in charge this year as well, Hugh, with the oh, one yeah. free-flowing... Uh, they went for a period around about November, December, right through 
uh, till after obviously the hiccup being the old firm game but on the back of that I think Brendan well, won and won about 6 or 7 games well, so I, I go back to the 22 points Alec Brendan Rodgers lost 18 of them yeah let me put that to Mark and Hamilton Mark there are, there's always different ways you can spin things you look at Neil Lennon he came in the gap was 8 points it is now 11 points so he's grown the gap if you want to spin it the other way you could say that Brendan Rodgers didn't drop any points at home all season and already Neil Lennon has dropped them twice in the space of three home games. Which which is the, mo- yeah. the more important way? Yeah, no, I, I, I get that. I totally get where you're coming from. But at the same time, you've got to be realistic. He's, he's got to put his own identity into the team. So he's trying to find the best balance to move forward into the summer to carry us forward. I'm just really fed up with the negativity surrounding all the rest of the Celtic fans. You know, it just feels as if it's hard work all the time. And I, I do get the fact that you, there's so much expectation, especially with Rodgers. But he, I mean, his budget was completely different. I don't think no, the, budget, the budget's actually the same as it currently stands, Mark, in terms of because Neil's working with that current budget. Now, one of the key things that Neil Lennon has actually said in the last couple of weeks, Hugh, he feels as if they overplay at times. So the problem that Neil has is he's come into a team that's been more or less schooled in a particular way to play. He thinks it's a wee bit laboured at times and overplaying and he's trying to get his ideas into guys who have actually bought into a philosophy. I don't think it's negativity on the part of the Celtic supporters. I think There there is is some to be fair to Mark. And it's an interesting time because that... Is that a byproduct of when the bar gets set so high? Because when you're about to win the league and you could win a treble, it's it's not really normal to get... Any negativity But there has been some But I don't see it as negativity I see it as people having an opinion That is contrary to mm. Mark's <laughs> You yeah, know that, That's what the debate is about It's about two shades of opinion uh, Otherwise Just issue a statement So the, the Celtic No we don't That's the last thing Scottish <laughs> football needs Any more statements <laughs> the, Some Celtic supporters Have looked at the games That Neil has had In charge of the team Since replacing Brendan Rodgers And had an issue with the type of football Not exciting I mean Celtic have the road Leading up to their ground Which is called The Celtic way And that's because The supporters Traditionally have Wanted to see football played In a certain way And if Some Are Not enjoying it But Mark is Then that's why We have different shades of opinion You fully understand That it always comes back To the manager That's the whole point Of being in the hot seat Having said that When you look at the footage From Celtic Park If Liam Kelly doesn't play Quite so well Or if Oliver Buck Doesn't produce one of Is that the miss of the season Or certainly one of in Scotland We're having a Very different discussion tonight It's the fine lines Gordon Which you're actually Describing at the moment I think uh, Celtic Particularly in the first half I thought James Forrest Was impressive again Coming on off the line He just creates so much So much havoc In in defences And then obviously The the miss At the tail end We've seen a bit of it On social media uh, A couple of minutes after You know It happened And we were in disbelief Because you know It's a simple tap in And uh, it just gets it all Badly wrong And it goes back to the question Will he be at Celtic as well Ollie Burke next year Because if you look at his goal To game ratio Mm. Hasn't been impressive For a guy that's commanding You know the kind of figures And not even the worst miss Of the weekend Across Europe Hugh Keevans Did you see the PSG game? Yes The man man who managed to hit the post From two inches Is that the worst you've ever seen? Yeah I think so Yeah, that that that's quite a statement Because there are so many Famous ones over the years Yeah I think that's the worst I've ever seen Yeah uh, uh, Having watched it Once or twice today Yes it is uh, But Oliver Burke 
That's why I think that he'll sit on the bench on Sunday when Celtic play Aberdeen because Brendan Rodgers uh, has gone and Neil Lennon now has to go with the best he has at his disposal to keep the treble treble dream he, alive. He does prefer Edward. If you just look at the games since he came in, he's actually gone for him. And you look at the the return that Edward's had. He's obviously won the the Player of the Month as well. I was about to speak to Kevin and Paisley, who's just disappeared. So come on, Kevin, give us a call back. I don't I don't want to. Have you missed your chance in the queue? So Kevin and Paisley give us a shout Despite the draw Neil Lennon says There is still plenty for the fans to be happy about It can be a bit both I mean it's total, total extreme from last week You know and the, the tension and the, the intensity of the game You know sometimes the, the fans need to be excited And I thought to be fair that the players did everything they could Particularly in the first half with the, the quality of football And the chances they created to, to really get things going But just like that little bit of punch today It's a full week now to the semi-final that Give a bit of fresh inspired, you think, you I think so, yeah It'll be good to have a week Couple of days off Rest, recover Focus on another Look, we're in a great position We're in a very, very strong position We know what we have to do And um, we've got a big semi-final now Out with the league To look forward to as well So I think there's a lot to be happy about Keep those calls coming on this topic 0141-951-1025 Is it too dramatic, Hugh, to say that That Neil Lennon's chances of getting the job Hinge on, on this weekend? Some supporters If Celtic do lose the match Some supporters will feel that that's a black mark Against Neil Lennon uh, Others will be more sympathetic and, and say that all things have to end at some point You just wonder, you know Celtic, seven trophies in a row so far Players are human beings They're not robots, not pieces of machinery You just wonder if an awful lot of football Over the last two and a half years Nearly three years Has taken its toll of some of them and they really could do with a long summer break. Yeah, Hugh, when I uh, when you say that, I look at the Aberdeen team, they more or less have the same nucleus who have actually finished second the last couple of years, got to a couple of cup finals. Um, so if I was uh, a betting man in terms of the players at their disposal, Celtic have the better players. And so, going back to Gordon's original question there, would this put a black mark on Neil's uh, job aspirations 100% I was with Chris Sutton last week He says that a, a, a double would suffice To get him the job Not for me uh, If there's question marks just now About the way they're playing And they don't go on and win the cup Because as you rightly said Expectations have risen Yeah Yeah and I suppose it's, it's not It wouldn't really be Neil Lennon's double No offence to him You know but I think he would himself Would admit that The League Cup was done and dusted Quite some time ago That's why I say A few for Neil Lennon Because uh, He came in here With Supporters Believing that the treble treble was A formality And he In the wake of Brendan Rodgers deciding to go uh, Has been left holding that particular baby So You know he's done it before He's done everything with Celtic as player and manager So He won't be intimidated By the task But Sunday is a big day for the club I suppose every Every now and then you have to try and reset in some way the, the, the point that Kevin wanted to make before he disappeared Struggling to get him back was that he actually feels Celtic had been playing the same as they have all season Hugh. Yeah it's, it's, it's no secret People are, Teams will come to Celtic Park and try and be stuffy and try and not let you play that, It's always been the way, it's certainly not going to change It's about how you continually find ways of combating that They drew 0-0 with Livingston under Neil Lennon in the earlier part of the season, they drew 0-0 with Livingston under Brendan Rodgers. This has not been a vintage season for Celtic. Uh, and they have the opportunity 
to go out on a high In order to do so They'll have to beat Aberdeen at Hamden on Sunday And take on the winner of Inverness, Cali, Thistle and Hearts In the final on the 25th of May And even then if Celtic get to the final They're obliged to win it For another historical reason Because they've never won the Scottish Cup Three times in a row so you know, everything's about history for the Celtic supporters And Neil Lennon has to deliver for them James Mervyn's on Twitter We were poor at the start of the season under Brendan yeah. Rodgers However, as much as I love Lenny I don't think he's the right man to take us forward If he wins the Scottish Cup He will definitely get the job though, I think So well, It'd have to be in pole position I mean, if you come in Take over the reins from Brendan Rodgers Deliver eight in a row Get it over the line And... The treble treble You have to be in pole position surely Yeah well that's obviously Remat Hugh You know he's come in uh, Peter Lowell's brought him back into the fold And it's actually just to get the job done You know all the other factors will take care of itself And But if he gets the treble treble For me he is absolutely in pole position yeah. But that would be mm-hmm. negligent If they didn't look at other options Just to see what's available Tony Faye Possle Park He signed <laughs> this tweet Totally agrees with the last caller Lennon is wiping up Rogers' mess He's giving top players game time Which is never easy Hopefully we'll have our top 11 on the pitch soon I'm not sure You know Brendan may have left Under a cloud uh, As far as the supporters are concerned But mess They were 8 points clear At the top of the table uh, And had won 7 trophies in a row Under Brendan Rodgers I see no mess Come on let's hear from you 0141 951 1025 We'll take more of your calls After the travel with Amber Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here after another incident packed weekend of Scottish football. So, what did you make of it? 0141 951 1025 on the phones or on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's speak to Brian, who's a Rangers fan on the line. Hi, Brian. Hi, panel. How are we doing? Good, Good thank you, Brian. What's your point tonight? Can you hear me okay? I've got it hands free. Oh, you're sounding loud and clear, Brian. Got you. That's brilliant. Listen, can I just, uh, before I go into my point, can I just speak to Hugh about something he said about five minutes ago? Mm-hmm. Uh, given Celtic players uh, the benefit of the doubt, uh, they need a rest, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're supposed to be the best players in the country, best squad. Uh, I don't believe they should be getting the benefit of the doubt. Uh, they're obviously still going to win the league. Uh, but they're expected to be in the position they're in. So uh, that's the way I look at it anyway. Well, the only point I made, and I, I didn't use the expression benefit of the doubt, I simply said that, that, that football players, football players, not just Celtic football players, football players uh, are human beings. They're not pieces of machinery. And uh, with particular regard to the Celtic players, They've won seven trophies in a row over an almost three-year-long period. They've played an awful lot of football. At this belated stage in the season, with, at best, seven games left to play, uh, it's only natural that one or two, on occasion, might feel the pace a bit. All right, Brian, what was your other point? Yeah, well, I'm feeling uh, a lot more optimistic than I have the last few years. Uh, I certainly when Stephen Gerrard came in the summer I didn't expect to win the league I just wanted to get closer 11 points behind the 7 games to go doesn't appear to be closer but I believe and I think a lot of my fans, fellow fans believe that we, we are closer I think if you look at the game last week 
I think it was very, very competitive. Mm. First team we played at Parkhead, where you could really get into the later stages of that game. You had no idea who was going to win it. Selly obviously got over the line at the end up. Okay, that's maybe that's what champions do. I think we're closer. The, the thing about Morelis, if I can go into him, is uh, when I spoke to, I think it's Andy, that answered the yeah. phone. I wasn't sure how many goals that Morelis had scored in the league this season, but I looked up Wikipedia and he scored 17. Uh, Rangers have scored 73 goals this season. And I don't know if you realise, but yesterday we went to the top of the scoring in the league. Mm-hmm. We were the top scorer in the league last season. Goals haven't been a problem for Rangers. Uh, there's just been moments in games this season where we've maybe shot off defensively or maybe a midfielder's not done his job. Uh, maybe that's a lack of experience. Uh, there's no doubt that Steven Gerrard uh, this season I'll keep him in good stead for next season he will still be our manager next season no doubt about that Brian's right to offer those statistics again all, all we can do is offer them Hugh, and people can interpret them whatever way they want people will interpret them lots of different ways Celtic have scored 71 goals in the league this season Rangers have scored 73 uh-huh. so yep if at face value that would suggest it's at the other end that's the problem but of course there are different ways of winning football matches. You can win big games by one goal to nil. You might win a, a lesser game, you know, seven one. Rangers have won against Motherwell. That boosts the, the the goal scored. All the rest of it. it. It's not the be all and end all. But those are the the goal scoring stats for this season. But they're irrelevant. Yeah, I um, thought you might say that because the only thing that matters: who won the league cup? Celtic. Who looks as if they'll win the league? Celtic. Who's got a chance of still winning? The Scottish Cup Celtic or Rangers Celtic Because Rangers aren't in it anymore And these are the only things that matter I I think Brian makes an interesting point there In terms of When you look at the last couple of Old Firm games They look a lot more competitive So you can gauge it from that aspect Where they've won one Got close The last one And obviously lost But uh, The goal scored It really is an irrelevance In terms of when it matters Because there's games where you've been drawing so many and even a 1-0 or just sneaking it or whatever way you've got to do it, that then generates consistency. For me, it's a consistency thing, Brian, that I think that they actually have to get more on top of to go on more of a run. And then what happens there? And we, we've sat in the studio time after time where Rangers have had their opportunity to bridge the gap on a Saturday, put pressure on Celtic, and they haven't managed to do that. So you're right in what you say in terms of them learning. Steven Gerrard will be learning on a job as well. But as a group of players... And as a club, they have to find more consistency, a way to fight, win games when it really matters because that's when the pressure mm. uh, gives more of an indication for me rather than scoring goals that should actually mean nothing at the end of the day. Brian. Yeah, thank you, Gordon. Thank you. Yeah, I take on board what, you, what uh, Hugh and Alex said there. But uh, myself, along with thousands of Rangers supporters, we're looking for tangible belief uh, as we're going forward. And being top scorer in the league... As part of that tangible belief, uh, we've also only lost 24 goals this season in the league. In, in 33 games, it's certainly better than it's been the last three seasons, but quite a bit. Tan- uh, tangible, tangible improvement means one of three things the League Cup, the Scottish Cup, or the Championship. That's. Rangers, I, I, not, not one of them, I agree with that. And that's why I always say that Rangers are a club in search of a tangible sign of improvement. I believe that if Rangers win a trophy, 
It'll have an amazing knock-on effect on them Because the wilderness years will have gone into the past And a tangible sign of improvement has arrived And I think they would kick on from there But they have to cross that barrier they have to get that trophy Whichever one it is It doesn't matter Yeah Is it as simple then Alex is saying Well Rangers are the top scorers In the league And that shows that They don't need to improve Going forward or Is it about Finding ways to To win the big games Because that, that's yeah. what you could say Has been if you're, you know, if you're Certainly if you're talking about cups That would be the The major downfall Absolutely Gordon And if it comes to a mentality I think Stephen Gerrard At times has actually Called out his players When it mattered To try and go over the line And there's been a I think there's been a frustration with Steven Gerrard at times when he's, they've not managed to do that. Um, but, you know, Hugh's right in what he says. It has to be a tangible uh, success in terms of a cup. But you also have to see something within that. You, you know, you don't just go from last season to winning a cup. You have to see, whether, is there any improvements throughout the whole organisation? Is there any improvement with the players? If you've got a better defensive record than last year, then okay, you can say, right, okay, we need to work on that. But for me, they need to be more creative against the teams that they struggle to get results again and, and find a winning mentality because as we've been talking about the last few weeks with Celtic they haven't been playing great but they managed to get results If we were to look at this period this post-split period for, for Rangers most people accepted I think well yeah everyone almost accepted the league was gone uh, last week Alex Ray yep. if we were to take this period as being Rangers players playing for their future and I don't mean that they're going to be binned or hounded out the club I'm talking about their future Yep. In the starting eleven, being a, a real part of next season, how's that going? Who who's cemented their place? Whose place is up for grabs? What areas may change or should change? Oh, what a question, Gordon. Um, well, Tavernier I think's a stick on in terms of his stats, in terms of what he brings. I think he would more or less say it. I think so. McGregor, he still survives all the criticism of the the defensive, the, the defensive lapses. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the fact that um, Stephen Gerrard has made him his captain, but is it fourteen goals, so many assists? And you either say to yourself, I want a defender who is more robust defensively, uh, but, you know, doesn't give as much going forward. So it's weighing up which is actually the better option from that. Golson's probably done enough. I think it's interesting seeing Golson over the course of this season as well. There's been times when he has looked tired to you. Um, you know, as a guy that's probably played eight or nine games over the course of the two previous seasons due to the fact he's had an illness. So will Katic be the main man to go forward? I think that'll be de determined over the next five games. Barisic has to do more for me. He hasn't quite been up to... Well, he came in with a, a glowing reputation, broke into the Croatian team. He has to be more physically inept to actually go and compete at this level. You know, the, Ryan Jack, Davis, has he done enough? Um, you know, I think Arfield's been a standout. I think when you get double figures, Candias does okay. Ryan Kent's the most... If you can get, retain him in some ways... Morelos is for me one of the best strikers uh, in Scotland, you know, and one of the candidates for the player of the year. So I think in the main they've got a nucleus there, Gordon, and it's about who else can actually kind of complement that. Yeah. Um, as I said, it's a big season coming up for Rangers. Money will be spent. It has to be, or Steven Gerrard will be a disillusioned man. Whoever is manager of Celtic, they are obliged to spend money as well because there's going to be an amazing turnover of players at the club. And the supporters are crystal clear about what they want. They want, first of all, mm. nine in a row for the second time and then ten in a row. And they will be looking to Peter Lawwell and Dermot Desmond to underwrite that 
Great White is on Twitter He says Teams open up more against Rangers and Celtic It isn't unnatural for Rangers uh, To have scored more And uh, Token Jester says Been saying all season This could have been the season Other teams regret Missing the chance to stop Celtic Now starting to hear Rangers fans say This season showed Celtic could be caught Next season It'll be back to Celtic Not being able to be caught He says 01419511025 That's the number you need right now for this With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. What a great way to kick off the week. The sun is shining, the light nights are in, Hugh Keevans. That's when you know it's the business end of the football season. Beat the Pundit is back. It's your chance to take on Hugh Keevans or Alex Ray and win yourself a signed ball. If you like the sound of it, phone us quickly 0141 951 1025. You only have until the news at 7. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Hugh Evans and Alex Ray are here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's 0141 951 1025 uh, if you want to join us on the phones on Twitter. We are at Clyde SSB. If you want to get your thoughts in on any of the weekend's talking points, whether that's Neil Lennon, Celtic, the draw against Livingston, Rangers win yesterday, whatever it may be, we'd love to have them. And also we're going to hear from Scotland defender Stephen O'Donnell who believes there is a witch hunt out against the manager Alex McLeish. Agree or disagree? You tell us next. With goals in the Scottish Sun, the SPFL and EPL latest every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday. It is Beat the Pundit time though. Hugh Keevans and Alex Ray are standing by. One of them is up against Stuart from Canvas Lang. How are you tonight, Stuart? How are you doing, guys? I'm, I'm very well. I'm very well. Did you just wait for a Monday night, Stuart, phone up in the hope that you can take advantage that these two have been busy and have been taking their eye off the ball this weekend? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because yeah, I know... I'm, I'm, I know what you're like, Hugh Keevans. All right, he's been trying to go on for a while. Sorry for for butting in. You're you're often away. You you, you like to go to the kingdom of Fife and yes. and get away at the weekends. Maybe your your studying's not been what it could be. I got as far as the telly to watch the football yesterday. Right. Okay. Well, we'll see how you get on. Heads, you're up against Hugh Keevans. Tails, you are up against Alex Ray. And it is heads. Hugh Keevans against Stuart from Canvas Lang. So let me give Hugh. A bit of Clyde 2 to listen to And that way you can't hear what you're saying now Stuart You've got 30 seconds Head to head with you You can pass Here is your chance to beat the pundit Are you ready? Yeah, go for it Okay Who scored the winner for Hibs in the derby at Tynecastle on Saturday? It was Horgan 2-1 Which Scottish club did Jim McIntyre win the Scottish Cup with? Dundee United Name one country out with the UK that Darren O'Dea has played in Pass. Which team are currently sixth in the Premiership? Motherwell. Where did Rangers sign Scott Arfield from? Burnley. Who scored a hat trick for Scotland in November against Israel? James Forrest. Okay. Hugh Evans, can you hear us? I can. You can, right. We've got you back. Same set of questions to you. Are you ready? Okay. Who scored the winner for Hibs in the Derby at Tynecastle on Saturday? Uh, Horgan. Which Scottish club did Jim McIntyre win the Scottish Cup with? Uh, Ross County. Name one country out with the UK that Darren O'Dea has played in. Russia. Which team are currently sixth in the Scottish Premiership? Hearts. Which team did Rangers sign Scott Arfield from? Burnley. Who scored a hat-trick for Scotland in the win against Israel in November? Uh, James Forrest. Okay. What do you think, Stuart? You've heard the competition. Do you think the old fella's on it tonight? 
I think he has done his yes. Do you think, I think so? Let's find out then. Who scored the winner for Hibs on Saturday at Tyne Castle? You, I saw you racking the brain there. Yes, you yes. almost slipped your mind. It was Daryl Horgan. Which Scottish club did you both get that right, by the way? Jim McIntyre won the Scottish Cup with Kilmarnock as a player, remember? Of course. I'm sure you were there that day, were you not? Uh, against Falkirk at Ibrooks. Yes, I remember it well. Yeah. There we go. Now, <laughs> Except when I was asked about it. <laughs> name one country out with the UK Darren D has played in. You had the choice of Canada, India, or Ukraine. So none of you got that right, which means it's still one all. Uh, which team is sixth in the Premiership? It is Hearts. Well done, Hugh Keevans. You move into a 2 1 lead. Uh, Stuart got right back in it, though. Problem is, you still got a point on the next one. He knew that it was Burnley. He also knew that it was James Forrest, but so did you. And that means you pip him by one, four, three. Sure, hard lines. Okay, that's fine. Good. Good, good man. effort. Well, you don't Stuart. mind that. Are we four, three? That's. Nah, it was a good effort yeah, from Stuart. Competitive well enough. A professional victory, I think they call that, don't they? That's what the managers always say. It was professional. wasn't wasn't fantastic. No, Job no, no. Done. got there. Got there in the end. Great stuff. Thanks to Stuart and Canvas Lang. Your chance to beat the pundit. We'll be back tomorrow night. Uh, at the same time 0141-951-1025 To join us on the phones uh, Let's hear a bit from Scotland defender Stephen O'Donnell Shall we now He's um, obviously got club duty on his mind But he's been talking a bit about the national team And uh, he believes that there is a witch hunt Against Alex McLeish He's jumped to the defence of the Scotland boss Saying he doesn't understand the criticism uh, And says the critics are ignoring The last 20 years of failure. What do you think? 0141 People are entitled to their opinion. Do I think it's fair? No, because as much as Alec McLeish is the manager, we as a squad, you need to take responsibility as a whole. I think it was the same when Lee McCulloch was here, he got a lot of stick, but as a whole, the team weren't good enough and we hadn't got the results. All I can speak for personally is Alec McLeish has given my debut. I owe my hell a lot and he's done a good job. We're in. His objective was to get through the Nations League. He done that. And then it's two games in and there's a crisis, so I don't I don't really understand why so much negativity. I understand frustration with the result. I think at times it's maybe came across a wee bit of a witch hunt against them, especially the media. But for someone who his CV speaks for itself, he's the, an illustrious managerial career, managed at top clubs, and then he's got through the Nations League. That was his objective. People forget that we've not been in the Euros in 20 years. So that tells you, you know what I mean? We, we all seem to think we should be there. We should be in the Euros We've not been That's fact And that's not Alec McLeish's fault It's a whole host of faults But everybody just wants to blame Blaming Ian Maxwell blame, Blaming Alec McLeish It's I don't know who you blame Maybe maybe we're not good enough As players throughout the 20 years I know there's been a hell of a lot Of good players in that time So I think it just needs to be A wee bit more A bit calmer But again I'm I'm a novice in this This environment So I'm just enjoying playing And being involved in the games And, and I hope it continues As long as possible that's a bit of the, the company man's speech for me. Uh, you know, when Kilmarnock were toiling, the club that Stephen's at now, when Kilmarnock were toiling, Lee McCulloch got the push. That happens. And it, in comes Stephen Clark to change everything. When Craig Levine was the Scotland manager, got the push, not good enough. Gordon Strachan, two field campaigns, binned. Uh, so Alec himself... Uh, when a previous campaign ended Voluntarily gave up And went into club management down south So there's no witch hunt uh, And down through the years Managers have been changed It's not as if we've all Arrived at Alec and said It's mm. it's time he was away uh, There's been one unfortunate story About Alec And the SFA have yet to come out And tidy up that mess And that's where I, I do blame The president Alan McRae and the chief executive 
Ian Maxwell Who's been to London to see Alec Why not tell us what went on Why not give the supporters clarity And then you wouldn't have Someone like Stephen O'Donnell Accusing the media of a witch hunt Everyone just goes straight to the media Those terrible guys in the media did I I think he was perhaps including fans And everyone else within that Did he use the word specifically? Yes, media, yes Uh, So, you know He only has to look back at the last 20 years And see how many Scotland managers Have fallen by the wayside To know that That is what happens Lack of success Tends to mean Next mm. case please Yeah but in, in many ways though, That is his point Is it not he, He's trying oh, yeah. to He's trying to say that the, the 20 years should tell you That there's more to it Than just binning the manager Every time you hit a sticky spot Well I think that Alec came in under the most Unfortunate circumstances Because Stuart Regan Then the chief executive Of the SFA Had made it Abundantly clear That Michael O'Neill Was the preferred option And that, that this was The the brave new dawn for Scottish football. They did not do their due diligence properly and Michael O'Neill extended his contract with Northern Ireland. We then had the spectacle of the SFA president introducing Alec in a way that made it abundantly clear that Alec was a good pal of his. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with having friends. But it brought Alec in with people saying, oh, it's the old pals act here. So... I wish that the SFA would now come out after the story which said that Alec was being sacked in the morning, basically. I wish they would come out and give clarity to the Scotland supporters. They will expect to buy tickets for the game against Cyprus on the 8th of June. Yeah, it's um, Hugh's actually spoken about the circumstances in which Alex was appointed. And I think on the back of that, because of the... McRae scenario saying he was a friend I was on his testimonial committee The fact that Alex had actually left To take up a post down in Birmingham In the English Premiership I think these were factors In which people had already predetermined And I think maybe that's what the boys Talking about in terms of a witch hunt Because people had already made up their mind Ah he's a yesterday's man He left us the first time He's only getting it because he's pal So there's a predetermined thing Now the, when you take uh, the point of The Nations League It was job done that's you know there's no, there's no arguing about that. You cannot get away from the Kazakhstan debacle. The performance against San Marino was similar to a couple of previous results, when which I think it finished two 0 as well. So you know it's not as if we've been steamrolling that team in recent years. So you know that didn't surprise me that it wasn't a landslide. But the manner in which Hughes talking about in terms of. The SFA responding to an article by a particular journalist, I thought it was scandalous. And the manner in which it was actually left on about his, his health and things, I thought it was ridiculous. And it's actually proven to be wrong. Because within that article as well, he says it should be, he'll be gone in 24 hours to, to help his own well-being or whatever was documented. And that hasn't been the case, yet they continue to come back out and actually say... You know that you know that it was actually the thing to do and all that when it's actually not proven to be the case. Uh, we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB Coatbridge Piratopolis. <laughs> Make these Twitter names easier for me. Well said, Stephen O'Donnell. Well said. Folk with other agendas would say different, but he's just hit the nail on the head. Hugh disagrees. Oh, let me help Stephen O'Donnell understand where the negativity comes from. Kazakhstan three, Scotland nil. Happy to help, he says. <laughs> well, that's what I just said. You can't get away from that, Gordon. And I think uh, Alex. Would acknowledge that as well It's an extremely Poor uh, Result 
I, I don't blame Stephen Donnell has Come into the Scotland squad And at a time when People thought it was unlikely At that stage in his career That he would break into the Scotland squad So I don't blame him For being uh, Defensive of the people Who have given him His Scotland chance However You have to know a bit more About these things And it's just too simplistic To say it's a media witch hunt Stephen Go over the last 21 years See how many managers we've had See how many have gone For one reason or another You say you have to know a bit more about these things Surely someone within that squad Who's who's been there and and performed And played in the games Has a relatively good understanding Of what's going on Yeah but it's the the, What Stephen doesn't understand Is the relationship between uh, SFA men and the the press SFA men and their managers Uh, There's a whole political network Going on there And players drift in and drift out And get a smattering of information And then start to talk about witch hunts 01419511025 You got any thoughts on that? Let's have them We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB as well Let's take a call from Gordon though He's a Celtic fan in Kilmacomb Hi Gordon Good evening, how are you? Yeah, good thanks What's your point tonight? Alex, good evening to you Hi Gordon Hi Um, I I just, when I was uh, I was just listening earlier on there About Alex Ray How about... um, he was talking about Morelis and he said that he's actually in his opinion he could be in for player of the year and I'm just wondering how how does he merit that Um, it's not a goal scoring um, player of the year it's a player of the year but if you've got four or five red cards and all that I I don't think nothing to do with the the Rangers Celtic I just don't think you could be put into that to be a player player of the year Um, no I mean I know he's scored some good goals and plenty of goals top goal scorer but there's because go for Aberdeen no, I, I, I don't know I just think go, Me go, personally yeah. If somebody had a record like that I wouldn't I wouldn't put him It's not any You can't even go back And say your young boys Look this is this is the guy Look that's the player of the year But look at his discipline I think that just Knocks everyone off Whatever goal you score Takes two off Three off I don't know That's my opinion No listen I take your point on board Gordon In terms of the discipline I think that is a major flaw We've been on this programme We have said that He has cost his teams At times In terms of the amount of times he's been sent off and when you look at it as an example the first game of the season if he doesn't uh, have that little kick out obviously it was rescinded then Rangers may well have got on and then obviously the, the semi-final they may well have got to a final if he hadn't been booked for descent on that night so I take your point on that My, where I get to that is when you've got 29 goals but I think effectively he will probably miss either 9 or 10 games over the course of the season because of that bad discipline but the actual overall uh, improvement in that player, Gordon, since last year to this year is remarkable for me. You know, I've seen a boy running offside four or five times in the first half against Celtic, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, he's got a lot to learn. Now I'm actually seeing a lot better things from him. And to score 29 goals, it's been a long time since someone did that. Uh, Gordon, I suppose it's not as you have to convince, Gordon, because the, the, the PFA Scotland Player of the Year will be given to whoever gets the most votes from his fellow Professionals, He'll be in the shortlist because they got the right amount of votes And he'll win it or he won't Based on the number of votes he got Do you think fellow players, Gordon Would would take it into account? No, I, I would just it was, more, it was nothing personal about Alex But I just wanted to know how just he generally, got to that, yeah. to that Just for the fact is that last year I don't think he had any red cards This year he's got five um, he, scored, he scored 27, 28 goals Great He hasn't won They have not in a, a, a semi-final or a final They're out of that They're probably they're going to lose the league and they, they, if you want to see it, they haven't scored, they haven't scored against Celtic yet. So I, I don't know. Is it just because you've scored twenty-seven, twenty-eight goals, but 
everything else just goes. I was only asking what Alex. It's, it's all Gordon. Obviously, he's not reading it. He's not reading it off a bit of paper. He thinks that's a, his opinion. I'm just no, wanting no, to know. Gordon, the thing is, when you when you're scoring twenty nine goals in forty eight games, for me, I think that's impressive. But it's not just the goals because, I, for me, I think I've seen a big, big improvement in his overall game. Because, as I said to you last year, when I seen him, I thought he was really raw, and the progress in this this year as well. well you've probably got a 50% uplift in the goals alone last year, uh, which is uh, impressive. Hugo, we had a similar conversation recently. Gordon DL said in his day, when he was a player, if he was asked to vote for his player of the year, a player's disciplinary record would not enter his head. Mm. It might for some people, it might not. So when it comes to the sort of the PFA, the big award, if you like, it's hard to tell. Well, so guesswork In terms of the, the PFA Scotland uh, event Which will be on the 5th of May Not long to wait now uh, The professionals, I don't think Will take into account Morelos's indiscipline They will take into account his goal scoring And Gordon's quite right That the goals have not included one against Celtic They have not contributed towards the winning of a trophy However, players are on the park Against them And some will rate them very highly And others will not And they'll vote for someone else I, Sorry God, I was just going to say In terms of the voting for the players I think there'll be a large Contingent of players Will totally go against them Because of You know In, in terms of You know The red card and things You're going you to do? get Yeah well, let's, Is he going to get any Celtic? No You're going to get any Aberdeen? Mm. There's two Automatic groups I don't Maybe. think we even get one vote. I mean listen <laughs> The person we've been talking about all week, Scott Brown, doesn't strike you as being the most universally liked player from the other teams in the league. I think that's fair yeah. to say. He won it last year. Again, though, to go back to uh, Alex's point, you know, that you'll always find. Is it not just about who they think did the best job? You'll always find that players have personal likes and dislikes, yeah. and it can come into the voting process. <laughs> when it gets to uh, the Scottish Football Writers Association Award, which will not be. Uh, take place until later uh, The Members of the Association Are Countrywide And uh, You know you, you find a, a greater spread There where The east of Scotland Will have Certain people in mind In the The Grampian region Tayside They'll They'll have Different players in mind Was this the football writers You were yes, talking yes, about yeah. so, so let me ask you then Would it Would you get to cast a vote in that Would Would it Put you off voting for Alfredo Morelos the, the five red cards I would go for And I don't have a a name right now That I'm going to stick on the piece of paper But I, I would tend to go for Someone who has had A trophy or two So always has to be a A Celtic player essentially In the last few seasons No that or... doesn't always have to be I mean you know Michael Higdon got it uh, And When he's at Motherwell uh, Because of he scored a lot of goals um, I think it's a wide open field It's like the manager of the year Wide open field mm. for me uh, The player of the year comes into the same category I wonder if there are any Hearts fans out there Because there seemed to be a lot of frustration Following the Derby defeat I know you don't take them well Question marks perhaps Over Craig Levine You tell us We'll hear from the man himself And we'll get the full time teaser up and running next 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's time for Hugh Evans and Alex Ray to tackle tonight's full time teaser. If you've never heard it before, that's when you send the questions in to us and we try and ruin the guys' night by giving them between now and the end of the show to come up with the answers. Um, I really like the look of this one. Mm. Oof. Because I'm looking through the answers and wow, <laughs> so no chance. Before we go any further, Alex Ray, get that iPhone away. I'm not having any texts not, from your it. pals. That's uh, I don't want any. I'm not taking any chances with this one because I think you two could struggle here. Tony Galloway has sent tonight's question in to full time at Clyde1.com. That's the number you need. The address you need, I should say. Yesterday's win at Fir Park means Rangers haven't lost there since the playoff defeat four years ago. Name the Rangers starting eleven from that day. Now Hugh Keevans you were there Because I was next to you Yesterday's win at Fir Park Means Rangers haven't lost there Since the playoff defeat four years ago Name the Rangers starting 11 Cammy Bell From that day Bill Moshney No Cammy oh, Bell not there He came off the bench Bill Moshney Before it all went a bit mad Not Cammy Bell Cammy Bell was in goal yeah Yes uh, Kevin Kyle No Daly No Holt No Told you this would be good <laughs> Lee Wallace Yes Nice Jock Nice Remember you can help out On Twitter At Clyde SSB Fraser, De- Fraser Aird No I mean I say help out You. I just want to see If you can get it Before these two Which you will Kyle Hutton Nope <laughs> Honestly see I, I was there I remember the game well Obviously But when you look back Through some of those names I knew you would struggle with this So You can play along with us uh, The Rangers starting 11 From the last time they lost at Fir Park Which was that Infamous playoff game Remember the mistake Cammy Bell made The guys have got him already Bilal Mojny With the punch and all the rest of it But he was a sub He came on about 70 minutes Alright I'll give you some thinking time Because you need it Scott is a Rangers fan in Kirkintillic Hi Scott Well good evening fan How are you doing? Yeah good, good thanks Scott. Scott What's on your mind tonight? I- uh, on my mind is Morelos um, I'm 52 year old I've been watching Rangers obviously all my life I've never had a reason for not to watch them But see, I've had enough of him um, I will not watch Rangers again When Morelos walks back in and plays that jersey So I'm really hoping Rangers get ready in the summer um, When they get sent off The old firm game That was enough for me um, I've never been a great fan of him anyway I think he's I don't think he's the, the football player that a lot of Rangers fans seem to think he is. I know he scored these 29 goals. I think as a team, I think uh, Rangers would be better off with him. And I think it's just a matter of time that if Gerard doesn't sell him or nobody buys him, it's just going to happen again. Uh, and I hope it doesn't because I'm going to stick by it. I won't watch Rangers until Morelis goes. And if, if, if he's... I'll watch them if maybe he's dropped or he's no playing, but I will not watch Rangers as long as Morelis pulls a jersey on. He does not deserve it. Whatever happened to no players bigger than the team and all that, Scott? You've got a lifetime of Rangers supporting behind you, and you're ready to trade that all in because a player you don't like plays. Uh, it's nothing personal towards him. The guy. It sounds very personal towards him. No, it's not personal at all. I, I watch him and he frustrates me. I think he's a professional football player now. He's no 16 year old. He's obviously been through the ranks of football. I cannot believe he just makes you, You're meant to learn by mistakes Maybe once, twice, but five times This guy just will not learn And I'm telling you right now I'll be back on this programme You probably won't have enough time to get sent off This season, but it's going to happen again And it's just going to happen again to the board Gerard says, right, enough is enough um, I watch the guy and he frustrates me 
his wee huffs, his wee petulance. It's it, when he doesn't get wee passes. He, he believes he's bigger than what he really is. That's my opinion. Mm. I'd be interested to see what would happen if Rangers did get a serious offer, a proper serious offer for Alfredo Morelos in the summertime. I wonder if they might think, do it now, sell him now, uh, in case uh, what the caller is saying comes true and next season his indiscipline is as bad as it was this season. I mean, that that's fine. I understand people having concerns about whether it's something that can be changed in the future. Um, I've not heard many people feel as strongly about it as no, Scott, though, Alex. I'm a bit surprised that, that Scott's saying that it will uh, result in him not going back. Um, you know, because... There's, listen, I said earlier on the show, his discipline has to be addressed. And the only guy who can address it is himself because he has to get on top of it. It is, we're talking about player of the year in terms of, but it may well hamper him. Um, he won Rangers internal award last night, yeah, didn't he? So, players, um, player, he's so, play- so they clearly don't feel, Yeah, well, I'm not saying they're not angry about it, but they, they can't be that angry about yeah, it. Yeah, well, he got the players player and then he also got the, the fans. Uh, so, so the thing is, for me, uh, he has to uh, get on top of that bit. You know, I think it's a bit extreme, but listen, Scott's entitled to do what he thinks best for him. If he thinks the guy's letting him down, uh, I've been on the show, you know, several times over the course of the year, saying, "Listen, he needs to get in topic because he's costing the team." You know, and and Air was a prime example of that, getting a yellow card, resulting in, uh, you know, not playing in the semi final against Aberdeen. So, you know, I can understand his frustration. Scott, yeah, um, I've got to be honest, it's <clears throat> not going to change for me. His selfishness is is installed in him. He doesn't think about the players when about him. Morelis believes he's bigger than what he is. And, and see, like, six weeks ago, before he got sent off the fourth or fifth time, I don't know where all this quote came from for £20 million. Pound. I think it's just about a banter between Celtic and Rangers fans. And Alex, I don't go to the games anymore watching. When I say watch them for two years, I stopped going to AI books about 20 years ago, so right. through other things. But, but I watch them quite often on the TV. Sure. But as for player of the year, absolutely no chance in a million years Will he get voted player of the year? Know the record that he's got. Well, I, so, I, so, I'm angry. Yeah. I just watch him, and he absolutely frustrates me. Yeah, he, I, he I, absolutely frustrates me. I said to the guys during the break there. For me, the the players player of the year will not be a, an option because he's so disliked by his professional players. You know, I've seen the motherwell players he's been fighting with, the Aberdeen, Celtic won't vote for him. So. For me, it would surely there have been lots of guys like that over the years, all that have had proper tussles with with players, but still managed to to, to scoop. Accolades at the end of the season may well be Gordon But I'm just giving you my experience So I've, I've sat filling out forms And says I think I'll put Gordon Duncan in as an example Oof, Terrible and then, choice And then guys are going Don't do that He's a so and so He's this that And it. so things do get influenced Within the dressing room That's what I'm saying to you For me if he's going to win it It would have to be the sports writers uh, Thank you to Scott and Kirk And Tillich Wolfman's got nards Is on Twitter uh, With a, a kind of similar point actually The last two Rangers games Were clinical Clean and professional No Morelos And only 10 minutes of Halliday There's a clue to building success He says mm. um, It's too early to talk of Building success For next season Because Frankly you don't know Who'll be there yeah. You don't know if Morelos Will be there You don't know if Ryan Kent Will be there uh, so that there's so much to happen in the summertime at both Celtic and Rangers that uh, it's bad enough trying to do it when the season started without having a guess at next season on the 8th of April I, I think from Stephen Gerrard's point of view here um, I think the next five games are really massive because see if the team go on a roll and Defoe has a major impact and there is an offer or there isn't an offer depending we're really speculating here 
That may well make up his mind Or give him a decision to make In the summer If there's a substantial bid That may well free up money For him to go and invest In various uh, positions uh, Dell is on Twitter Not quite as strong as, as Scott That was quite the take But Dell says I think Rangers play more as a team Without Morelos They rely too much on him The last two games have been better Without him you seen anything of that yet Alex It seems like a quite a small, It's quite a small sample To be comparing isn't it Because he's played The vast majority of the games Yeah And um, yes of course Rangers have done well They have found a way To, to win convincingly Against Hearts and Muddle But They've also struggled as well Gordon there, There's been periods Where Morelis hasn't played And they haven't got the results Hence the reason why Steven Gerrard goes back To his main goal scorer But um it's, I think it's too simple to say when Morelos is not there then they play better because what have we seen two games effectively there's been games where they haven't won uh, when he's not been there and uh, was it one when he was suspended for five games they'd only won one game is that right? I, I think I've seen a statistic like that over uh, Must admit, not sure playing. exactly uh, Okay we're on Twitter at Clyde SSB lots of you are getting in touch for this question great response Craig Monroe <laughs> Has absolutely nailed it I think he's nailed all 11 of them Tokens in with a couple Liam has got them Liam's got most of them But he's put Kyle Hutton in Just like you did So there's a few good answers coming in The question if you missed it tonight Was this Yesterday's win at Fir Park Means Rangers have, haven't have lost there Since the playoff defeat four years ago Name the Rangers starting 11 From that day Tony sent the question in To fulltime at Clyde1.com You've got Cammy Bell And Lee Wallace And that's it McLeod Nope Gone Zendaza. by Nope That's A couple me. of years out oh. What year was this Just out of curiosity uh, We'll be 2015 So right okay I think Yeah four, well, four years ago uh... <laughs> But you better just ask The next question I Yeah I, th- I think so I think you need some Some more time for sure Let's hear a bit from Daryl's on the line We will speak to Daryl in a second I was expecting to hear From some Hearts fans though Because Craig Levine um, Has come under a bit of pressure If you look at social media Over the weekend He's disappointed At losing to Hibs uh, But he says he was happy With the performance He believes they should have Got a penalty For a foul on John Souter And wants to put the game Behind him though For the semi-final next weekend Very disappointed That we didn't get anything From the match today uh, Our play certainly deserved At least a point And probably two But uh, we only got ourselves To blame for, for Not coming away with With the spoils I think more than opportunities that we had and didn't take. Um, I mean, Hibs scored with the first two shots on target, and uh, we had plenty of opportunities to, to get more than one up, and uh, we didn't take them. You know, and, and you know, there are other factors in the game. Thought she was a penalty. Uh, John Souter just before half time, and I mean, not if it was offside to uh, lead up to the first goal. But I mean, today was it's not a day for, for uh, looking at those things. I have looked close at home and look at missed opportunities more than anything else to tie the game up. We had loads of chances today, and can't blame anybody else. Uh, it's, it's our responsibility. Uh, it's our fault that we didn't score. I feel good about the performance. I feel really, really disappointed about the, the outcome of the game. The good thing for us is we, we have a, a game next week to look forward to. We're in the semi-final of the Cup with opportunity to go to the final. We can't afford to dwell too long on this defeat. We have to, to focus on uh, being positive for next uh, next week. Chris is a Hearts fan in Dunblane. What do you what do you make of it after the weekend, Chris? The weekend it's uh, more unpredictable, outdated football, and it's time for the goal basically. Really, I mean, we had the better chances on Saturday, but it's just hope, Sorry. The better chance than Saturday, but there's no plan B at all. Do you call and it boring football, Chris? Because you get the impression it's about 
getting it forward to Piazzu as quickly as possible? If Stephen Aismith's not the team, yes, definitely. I mean, Uchi's a, Uchi's a brilliant player, but he's, put, he's not going to win it on his own, basically. I mean, June missed how many chances on Saturday, Saturday as well. Yeah, and you say, Chris, that you, you do think it's time for a change in the, the, manage, the management department. Is that something you've felt for a while? Is this on, is this on the back of the weekend? Well, to be honest, when he first came back in as manager, I wasn't happy, but I mean, the start of the season, my football fans are fickle. You know, they started really well. I was happy, but now it's basically, it is going to be before I thought it would be at the time. It's, there is no plan B, and it's time. It's not went the times in the football we play, the style of football. We keep hearing about the youth academy as well. Yeah, you know, never played before, very rarely you have to be wary and I'm not accusing Chris of this but you have to be wary of the knee jerk reaction that follows a derby defeat yeah because in fairness to Chris he says he's been feeling it for a while nothing yeah. to do well not only to do with the weekend but you know Hibs win at Tynecastle in a league match for the first time in six years fans seriously unhappy about that the big game now for Craig is of course Saturday Chris Oh Craig Levine, yeah, Craig Levine yeah. Talking about the call uh, You know Inverness Cali Thistle Against Hearts at Hamden Simply in terms Of His own profile It would not look good For Craig If John Robertson Were to win that match For Cali Thistle Aside from A lower division Going into the cup final At Hearts expense uh, I think he really 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 needs to See that one through uh, If he won the Scottish Cup Then you know, there's only three trophies to be won. Uh, if he gets one of those, kind of hard to shift them. Yeah, uh, listen, I think if he gets to the final, Hugh, uh, depending who they get, if it was Celtic, um, it would be an extremely difficult one to overturn. And if he can jump a couple of places, I don't think that's a particularly bad season due to the fact that they had big injuries for the two centre-halves, Suter, Berra, Ekpezu and Naismith. So when you look at the four guys, for me, uh, that's a big burden over a long period of time. Now, but I think if he jumps a couple of places and gets to a cup final, I think that's more than uh, doable. Chris, is simply getting to the cup final, would, would that be enough for you to change your mind? Would it take a Scottish Cup win to change your mind or will nothing change your mind? Uh, if it's a Scottish Cup win, that would mean more than a miracle. But the final, is not, it's not, the final wouldn't be good enough. It's not just the management, it's the whole structure of the club. It goes from top to bottom. I mean, Ambudge has done a lot of good for not only Hearts for Scottish football, but it is now time for us to move on and let the foundation take over. I mean, we've signed 65 players since they came in. Can I ask you a question? Sorry, just to, when you were saying there about Ambudge, because I don't know the actual dynamics. I know the foundation of Hearts have actually effectively more or less bought a club and under her stewardship, things have gone pretty well, I would suggest. Uh, obviously, uh, Cathro excluding, but I just want to see, so so the foundation takeover, would they not have someone overseeing the, the whole of the football operation? Craig Levine. Well, Maybe. well, listen, I mean someone like an exactly. you know, I wasn't, you know, I know, I know Craig's yeah, not taking no. that everything in Edinburgh, but, um, no, well, you know, it's just to well, try to get a flavour of it all. But since Craig Green, since became his football director or whatever he was at the time, 67 players or 65 players were signing five seasons. Who's making the signings? Is that not what the director of football does? So, yeah. and then Budge is overseeing all of that as well. You know what I mean? It's not, I mean, we couldn't make a decent team out of the 65 players they signed, to be honest. I mean, we got rid of, we wanted rid of Nielsen, a lot of Hearts fans, which were completely wrong, we wanted rid of Nielsen when we were second in the league. They tried with Cathro and experiment with Cathro, right? You, they tried, you understand the thinking behind it. 
but we'd have got relegated if you'd been there at the start of the season that year. We've made no improvements under Craig Levine. I mean, Hearts, I mean, I was old for my side. Hearts should be looking to finish third in the league every year, season after season after season. Do you not give him a bit of leeway in terms of the four players over an 8 to 12 week period because obviously the magnitude yeah. and the players are how much it was? Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. I get. I do get what you're saying, but we, the, one, the, the injury we missed the most was Stephen Aismith. Yeah. We kept going and going until we lost Naismith. But then we lost Naismith and the season fell apart. Now, Stephen Naismith was one of the best players in Scottish football, in my opinion. But we rely on him so much, it's actually it's a joke. We have, Stephen Naismith out of that team were not the same team. OK, thank you to Chris Indom Blaine. Much appreciated. We're going to have to leave it there because we're a bit short on time. And you lot, you two, yes. have got work to do on the teaser. Any more names? You've got Cammy Bell and Lee Wallace so far. Andy Little. Nope. Um, You're off on the time again. McGregor, centre half. He scored in the first leg, didn't he? Didn't play in the second leg, though. You're kidding me, on. Jimmy Ness. No. Oh, you're miles off in the time now. Kiernan. No. no. Still off. He was a Warburton signing. Now, these are Warburton signings. Right, Right, you really need thinking time, and I'm going to give it to you. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years. Ten minutes left for Hugh Evans and Alex Ray to get their act together on this question. Now, if you want to send a question in, you need to send it to fulltime at Clyde1.com. That way I'll pick it up and try and use it on the pundits. So we're looking for the Rangers starting 11 the last time they lost at Fir Park, which was that playoff game in 2015. They've only got two so far, Cammy Bell and Lee Wallace, but I think you've you've done a bit of work yes. during the break. Go on, you throw a couple in. Give the two I gave you. <laughs> Richard Forster Oh that's a great shout Yes Big Jig Lee McCulloch Yes Mickey Law Yes Flying Yes uh, Big Chris Boyd Mm-hmm Go on Chuck I'm giving you this one Go Kenny Miller Alex Ray squares it across The six yard box You keep his taps it in Kenny Miller Which means You've got four to get And are the four hardest Who would have Who would have thunk it Daryl is in Newlands Hi Daryl Hello Good evening panel Hi Daryl What's your point tonight Um, It's just There's been a few rumours Flying about social media uh, Regarding The next Celtic manager Being Andre Villaboas Um, I'm just asking the panel If they've heard anything about it And if they have anything If they haven't Do you think he'd make A good appointment the only thing I've heard about it, Hugh, is, is the internet rumour. I must admit, I've seen that he's supposedly played golf or is playing golf with Dermot Desmond. Um, anything you've heard? I, I think he would be looking for the kind of money to spend, never mind his wages, which would be astronomical, the kind of money to spend that, that Celtic would not be willing to give him. Uh, and I do not think that he would regard Scottish football as a career move for him. I mean, he's been in... In Chinese football uh, Money Yeah granted That's probably about the money It's very cynical of me Um, Alex Can you see it We are dealing in hypotheticals I think at the moment I think this is a name That's actually been plucked Out of the air Gordon When you look at his Managerial record That is not great either But huge Uh, clubs though No absolutely I take your point on board And uh, But he's been Patched uh, Quite quickly At most of these clubs as well He went to Zena He was at Spurs He was at Chelsea and as you rightly said, he's now over in China at Shanghai. It has been. Which, not, well, not anymore, but yeah. Which is, uh, what do you call it, astronomical money. But it may well be an opportunity if a job like Celtic come up to come up and try and reinvigorate his career. 
But the Celtic fans aren't interested in someone trying to reinvigorate their career. They want someone who hits the ground running. They have a two-year plan which involves the creation of history in terms of league titles won. And uh, I listen, I'll just say it out loud. I don't mm. believe... He has a chance Look I'm not saying It's going to be him I'm not saying I disagree I just wonder about The strategy Because all the focus Is obviously on Neil Lennon and A couple of other names That the people are throwing in there Who do, Is it your belief That Celtic may well want To go for another Box office appointment 10,000 12,000 Whatever it was People turned up To welcome Brendan Rodgers How do you follow that? Correct um, And you know could it, So could it be an appointment Like this If it's not Celtic not Celtic have followed Big managers With poor appointments In the past uh, This guy And I still think That if Neil Lennon Wins the Scottish Cup And gets eight in a row That he is in pole position uh, This guy Has got to fulfil Two years worth of dreams And That's Not the kind of guy You take a punt on uh, I do believe that uh, You Would expect a club As big as Celtic to cast the net far and wide Not just to say Well the interim manager Will automatically yeah. become the manager Neil would have a, a, a lot of work to do But Vilas Boas No Darrell What is it that would excite you about it Darrell is it, is it just the size of the name Is is, is that what it comes down to it's, And I don't mean the number of letters on it by the way <laughs> No it's not just something I actually don't think it would be a good appointment for Celtic right. I, I think like every club he's been to as Alex said, he's been patched quite quickly. His record isn't really that good. And if push came to shove, I'd, I'd, I'd stick with Lenny in, in front of him, if truth be told. Because he knows the club inside out. He knows the network. He knows where his desk is. Yeah. I'd stick with Lenny, to be yeah. honest with you. The two, uh, Darrell, the two names that have been floating about, Rafa Benitez and uh, Robert, Roberto Martinez. So, you know, if you get somebody of that ilk, yeah, obviously we're no dis. Uh, dismissing uh, Neil Because he obviously In pole position But I'm just talking about In terms of names That have been floating About uh, the internet I mean the salary These guys would command you Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You can see why it, it, that People are struggling with it But you never know Celtic reached a watershed moment With Ronnie Dyla um, The ground was emptying They lost their semi-final To Rangers uh, The players fitness Had been called into question Everything about the club Was being called into question Under Ronnie Dyla and for Dermot Desmond, that was the finish. And he decided then that it would have to be uh, a stellar appointment. Uh, and so, enter Brendan Rogers, And you get what you pay for. And at £3 million a season, Brendan delivered. Uh, now, I'm not saying that Celtic automatically have to go and get a £3 million a season manager now. But it is only right that a club that size has a... Full look at who is available for the job And that's with no disrespect to Neil Lennon He would understand that as well Alright, thank you to Daryl in Newlands How are you two getting on with this teaser? We're not <laughs> Four more names Got anything? Mm. Um. Bearing in mind this was a particularly strange time for Ranger recruitment yes. Yeah, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to think The boy who went to Hamilton The wee winger Templeton You've killed me Because I know you're going to say no That's who I'm, that's who I'm thinking about <laughs> Don't worry about him No um, I'm struggling now I have to be honest with you um, Try to think of ways I can help without being too obvious Will I give you the Subs To maybe just Nudge you in the right direction of No Is that no use Try it anyway Stevie Smith Bilal Mojny 
Nicky Clark Robbie Crawford Dean Shields Steve Simonson Tom Walsh That was the bench That didn't help at all did it? No Remember what I said About it being a really Strange time for Rangers recruitment Particularly Oh it was in It's a Newcastle boys uh, Campbell No I uh, who Campbell is no No who, who, <laughs> it was The Newcastle guys come up uh, the, 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 Zukovic or something Who was uh, it? Yeah, the, Work on that one What's the pronunciation? Zukovic mm, I'll Campbell, give you Because you're, uh, you're, you're, you're toiling That's the way they pronounce it Deniston Would that be Harris Vukic To everybody exactly. else Exactly Right, okay. I wouldn't usually be so generous, but you're struggling, okay? Was there another couple? Uh, another one. Remember, a couple of them never even played. Gail Bigramana was one. He never yes. played. He went on to play for Motherwell. There was a, there was a boy who went down to Millwall. Uh, Ferguson. Yes, Shane Ferguson is one, which means you've only got two to get. <laughs> Just as well, I'm here, all you. I'm <laughs> telling you. You were at the game. <laughs> so oh, no, so was I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Right. Uh, Let's quickly hear from Warren Kearney And try and round off Some of the other talking points From the weekend You know in all honesty We could I could be sitting here with three points And bar for Vaclav's brilliant saving time at We could be sitting here with no points So for everything else that happens in the game Football at this stage of the season And games like this Can, can be quite helter-skelter So you know for sure Not of the three points We're in the same stretch You know we take the point and move on There's a huge amount of football still to go I just felt our performance Like last week as well I thought we dealt with it really well And I thought You know we started the game I thought first half in particular We were very strong And, and, and quite courageous And we as I say our group has progressed really well in the last couple of months and, and we do feel that we're gathering big momentum you know so um, yes you know we're disappointed not to come away with the three but as we say it's you know points points not the end of the world you know we five games left we have 15 points to play for and it's in our hands which is a key thing so we don't need to be worrying about anybody else it's important we look after ourselves not a great deal changed at the bottom did it no, we're looking at the big game and I have to say I looked at the highlights of that match Hamilton Aggies and St Byrne and it was full of goal mouth chances and great endeavour and thrills and spills so, yeah, you're right, Gordon. Nothing's changed. Hamilton Aggies, for me, have the instinct survival. St Mirren and Dundee will fight it out literally until the last day. Tony Galloway sent the question in tonight. He's looking for the Rangers starting 11 the last time they lost at Fir Park, which was that infamous playoff match. You've got most of them um, with a bit of help. You've got Cammy Bell, Richard Foster, Lee McCulloch, Lee Wallace, Nicky Law, Harris Vukic, Shane Ferguson, Kenny Miller, and Chris Boyd. Two to get. We need uh, we need uh, thing me. You're a, you're missing a central defender, yes, and a central midfielder who still plays in Scotland, but not in the top flight. And he would have come through the Rangers academy. And his initials are <laughs> loves the initials, A, M. We the wee midfielder at Morton, um, Andy. Murdoch, um, Andy Murdoch. 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 Andy Murdoch yeah. is one. And the last remaining answer centre half also played for Hearts. It was uh, the big boy, it was Danny Wilson. <laughs> no. <laughs> His name's a bit more exotic sounding than Danny Wilson. Uh, it was uh, Zaluskis. Marius Zaliukis was the answer Well done, thank you for the question Thank you Hugh Evans and Alex Ray for the company Big thanks as always to you though for all the calls and tweets We appreciate them as always We're back tomorrow night with Roger and Gordon from 6 And Callum Gallagher is up next so stay right where you are <laughs>